0: Here's Michael at the foul line, a shot on Elo, good! The Bulls win! They win it! Kiffin runs down the lane, dumps it out the horse, Paxson for three! Yeah! Rose crosses over the fadeaway. Let me step back and kiss myself! Oh my god! When the City Assassin does it again!
1: Well, the Bulls season opens in the books. Are we going to talk about the game? Or are we going to talk about what happened after the game? A little bit of both, but I think we're going to start with what happened after. There's so much to get to. I did not expect to have this much to talk about from one game, but here we are on today's episode of Believe in Bulls. here on the Believe Network presented by betonline.ag. I'm your host, Nick Schultz, alongside my partner, former Bulls bench Bob member and Tennessee ball CJ Watson. CJ, yikes, not a good start this year at all yeah
0: yeah not at all this is all you can say is i'm shocked i'm surprised but you know hey still got 81 more to to, to fix it
1: that's <laughs> gonna i think their window's a little less than 81 <laughs> given their two and a half point favorites lost by 20 all as well I, <laughs> and afterward there's a players only meeting you got vooch and billy talking on the sidelines in the third quarter it's game one and i'm already tired this is going to be an interesting discussion today, breaking down everything during and after the game. Before we get to it, I'm going to tell you about our great sponsor, betonline.ag. The last of the major pro sports leagues kicks off this week, and BetOnline is your top spot for all your NBA action this season. With MLB postseason, NFL, and college football, and NHL in full swing, BetOnline is your number one source for wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions. Get everything NBA at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access for every sport Anytime. Yes, the Bulls were two and a half point favorites over the Thunder in the season opener. If you took that, my apologies. You also have Connor Bedard with the Blackhawks, it's an interesting bet to win the Calder Trophy. You've also got the World Series set because everybody expected Arizona and Texas to be in the World Series. You can bet on all the action, bet online. Head to bet online today to get in on the action. Don't forget to use your promo code BELIEVE to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. It's B L E A V. Get that fifty percent bonus at Bet Online. It's where the game starts. Don't forget too, we have an official T-shirt of our program, Jordan Pippin '98, The Last Dance, exclusively at shop.believe.com. There's a lot of great stuff there to support the rapidly growing list of shows on the network. Our shirt, though, Jordan Pippin '98, The Last Dance, campaign style T-shirt, shop.believe.com. The link is in my social media bios. If you would like to get a bull shirt as you go through this season, I think we're gonna. Need, I'm gonna need something more than just a shirt. To get me through Hmm. this season, I've got the bourbon collection, stocking back up (laughs) in the house. Especially after a one twenty four to one oh four loss to the Thunder at home, in the season opener, they were keeping pace with them throughout the game, and then just in the second half, the wheels fell off the bus. That's a brutal way to start the season.
0: Yeah, it's not never good, especially at home when you get beat by twenty. And uh, you know, obviously, they knew that this team, this Thunder team, was a young and up and coming team. Great player in Alexander. So they knew that they were going to come in ready, and uh, the Bulls just didn't answer the didn't answer the bell. I think uh, you know it was a lack of effort, lack of detail, um, lack of energy. Um, I feel like they just thought that uh, you know Thunder were going to lay down somehow, and uh, they didn't. And they just kept coming, and you know when you got a good player like Shea, uh, you know I think that's that's the Bulls' biggest thing is guarding uh, All Star type caliber players like himself or other you know superstars of the caliber. Uh, they can't really slow them down or try to get someone else to do uh, to stop them. So. I think that's their biggest thing is it's defense, and uh they can't really try to outscore people.
1: 31 points, 10 assists for Shea Gilgis Alexander, four or I'm sorry, four starters in double figures. You had two off the bench in double figures as well for OKC. They shot the ball really well. 45 of 82, 19 of 39 from three. Look, we talked about it before the game. This is a good team. Like this yeah. is the they they going into the year, you could call them sneaky good. I mean, this is a – and Chet Holmgren had 11 points, four rebounds, three assists, and also got his ankles broken by Andre Drummond. Welcome to the big news, kid. I thought he was going to have a little bit more of an impact. So the fact that he was pretty quiet and they still shot the way they did, played the way they did, like obviously the level of competition. But still, this is a good team this year.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Definitely a good team. Like I said, I love Chet. I like the way he plays. I think it's going to be a process for him. Uh, he's going to slowly, you know, uh, get better and better each game, uh, learn about the NBA, learn about the physicality of the NBA, which I think is his biggest problem. But uh, he's de- he's definitely going to shine, and uh, this team is going to go, you know, as far as uh, SGA takes him, and I think that's pretty far, I feel like.
1: The getting your ankles broken by Andre Drummond is the top welcome-to-the-NBA <laughs> moment I have ever seen. That yeah. poor guy. Because I, lo- I love Chet. I saw that. I just went, oh, no. Oh, no, yeah. no, 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 no. The Andre Drummond experience is interesting to yeah. say the least, but I we will get more into what the bulls did during the game. We got to get to what happened afterward. According to Billy Donovan, the players were having a conversation in the locker room. He asked if he should leave. They said yes. And they continue their conversation without their head coach. You got a players only meeting after game one. I don't think that's very good.
0: No, this is not a good look for, for any team, uh, especially the bulls right now when they're trying to, you know, battle, And get back to, you know, um, playing good basketball, Um, especially when you're having a players only meeting after the first game and then your coach asked to come in and you tell him to leave. Uh, I just think this uh, uh, bad leadership, not necessarily coming from Coach Donovan, but just all around, I feel like. Um, So they got to figure this out, and figure it out fast. Or like you said, uh, Billy Donovan will be getting fired pretty soon.
1: (laughs) You know, I didn't think he'd be favor. I th- I saw that last week. We talked about, or I guess we're not last week anymore. We're twice a week now. There's going to be a little bit of an adjustment there. Uh, earlier in the week, we talked about that. If yeah. this keeps up now, <clears throat> there's, there's another side to this conversation. Last year, and Billy said this too, last year they don't have this conversation in the locker room. Yeah. They're not talking like this. I think that's where that trip to Nashville with the team bonding kind of fit in. Is that like another way to look at this, or is that me and maybe Billy trying to cannot really avoid something yeah. that might be wrong, but do you get what I mean, I'm trying to say there?
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think it's definitely some kind of growth uh, players taking more responsibility, but still at the end of the day, uh, players only meeting uh, game one, first game of the season, uh, especially when you're trying to bounce back from last year. Um, make a name for yourselves. So I think, th- I just think the roster has to change again. <laughs> I don't know if we can Continuity. say that again. Yeah, but it's just, it's just not meshing. I don't know if it's Zach and DeMar, Zach and Booch, DeMar and Booch. I don't know what the issue is, but it's just not clicking uh, like the way you will want it to click and want it to be, especially for the first game of the season. I can understand you losing, but not getting blown out by 20. That's now, just unacceptable.
1: No, you're absolutely right. And when you have Zach Levine saying you didn't play with enough heart for the season yeah. opener, right <laughs> come on now i mean right. you think i mean they're i mean they had pomp and circumstance everything they had a full-on orchestra helping yeah. with the starting <clears throat> or with the intros of the roster the starting lineups the whole yeah. thing you had every all the fanfare opening night like you would think that it would be this we're going to come out firing it's opening night yeah. we're fired up they looked flat as a pancake
0: yeah at least at least you know, just leave it all in the court. I, I can yeah. understand if you lose by twenty, but they didn't like they had lack of detail, like I said before, lack of effort. Uh, like you said, no heart, no energy. So I don't know if they've been practicing too much, what the issue is, but I don't know. you just can't come out there and and do that lay an egg pretty much the first game of the season.
1: and you know, this conversation in the locker room, and I keep calling it a conversation because Billy said it wasn't like heated. They yeah. said they weren't like throwing stuff in the locker room. They weren't like yelling and screaming. It sounded like just a, okay, we've got a wake up call here. Which mm-hmm. I don't know why the first game of the year is going to be your wake up call, but okay. <laughs> and Billy said something I was just alluding to. Quote: That would have never happened last year. It would have been a quiet group. So the confrontation piece is a sign that it's important to them, and they know we've got to be better. That confrontation piece is what stands out. Like I, I don't know how to put this. I guess it's better to have it happen early in the year than like in the middle of the year, but yeah. I didn't ex- maybe after like a few games instead of just right. one game. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I my mind has just been spinning and spinning since this happened trying to figure out, okay, is this a good thing or is this a bad thing or are we heading toward yeah. chaos? I don't know.
0: I mean, I think it's you can look at it from both sides. You can look at it, you know, it's not good that it happened the first game of the season, but uh, the other side is it, it's good that it has happened, and maybe this is a turning point for the for the rest of the season. And hopefully, guys will take accountability. And you know, most of the pressure is going to be on Demar, Vooch, and Zach. So hopefully, those are the main guys talking, and uh, other guys who are you know chiming in to to just you know just give some kind of advice and effort of you know just some bad presence. So hopefully, that that can maybe you know change this uh, trajectory of the season.
1: Zach Levine, by the way, not one made field goal in the first half yesterday. Not a great start to the year for Zach Levine, if he wants to get his name out of trade talks and trade rumors. And (laughs) the other side thing to this, because you know, you have the post game conversation locker room, Vooch and Billy had some words on the sideline in the third quarter. And they both said it was a mixture of frustration and just, you know, Vooch didn't touch the ball or didn't like, I don't think he had a field goal or a shot for 12 minutes between the second and third, second and third quarters. And it seemed like frustration in there. There's, you know, it sounded like it was productive. Neither one, both of them said, "We're fine. It's nothing. It's just the name." They were getting boat raced, and was frustrated, understandably so. We kept hearing they're going to feed Vooch. You didn't.
0: Yeah, they got to change that. They got to. It's going to only make them their team better and make everyone better. You know, make it easier for everyone. They start playing through Vooch. I think uh, at least they're not pointing fingers you know not hearing people bash each other in the papers or the media. At least that's a good thing. Everyone's competitors, everyone wants to win obviously, but they're just frustrated about how they played and the only way they can do that is come out the next game and and change that. So they have they have a total effect on how all this, you know, shapes. So hopefully they can change that around.
1: And I know in football they call it overreaction Monday the day after games. The sky is falling or we're going to go win the Super Bowl. I'm yeah. going to kind of take this Kind of similar angle. I'm not thinking this. I would like to go on record. I'm not thinking this at all. But I've seen people wonder about it. The moral of the story with this entire conversation about what happened after the game, Billy Donovan hasn't lost that locker room, has he?
0: I hope not. Uh, we'll see. Uh, come the next game. <laughs> it just it, it doesn't that...
1: seem like it based on yeah. the way he's gonna he's gonna tell you what's going on in the press conference. That's what I like about Billy Donovan. Yeah. It doesn't seem like he's trying to sidestep it. And that if right. he was trying to sidestep it and we knew there was something going on. Right. then I might think differently, but I think this is just, it's a prove it season and you're seeing that yeah. pressure kind of boil.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think so. You uh, know, most teams are, are not resilient, but hopefully, you know, this team can be resilient. And like I said, only time will tell how they come out the next game. If they come out flat the next game, then maybe there isn't, uh, there is a lack of leadership, you know, a lack of playing for a coach Donovan and, uh, but if they turn that around, you know, have a better outing and, and maybe win the next game then you know, uh, all this stuff was was want- warranted and uh, it was good for the team.
1: Well, your next game's against Toronto, who's taller, athletic, plays defense.
0: <laughs> plays hard. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and
1: yeah. it's the first half of a back-to-back. We had to go to Detroit on Saturday. So, I guess better now than two weeks from now. It's just, yeah. you'd like to avoid it entirely. But, uh, I mean, did you ever run into anything like this when you played where you not even early in the year just in general or you'd at the coach would come in and you'd say hey yeah. can we have another minute like did you ever run into this
0: uh i mean i think when we played when i played for brooklyn uh we had a couple of coaches meetings uh we had uh, you know a lot of a lot of pressure uh, a lot of expectations for that year um but and our coach got fired during the year so that was another thing and uh so i think uh, it definitely happens a lot, um, but like I said, it can only make or break your team. I think it made us better, and hopefully, like I said, in this situation, it makes the Bulls better. It holds everyone accountable, uh, coaches, players, front office, and uh, they just go out there and play and uh, just don't let the pressure get to them because that's what – if you listen to the media, I mean, I, I love the media, but sometimes they, they can get on your nerves and – kind of make you point the fingers and stuff like that. But if you let the media get to you and listen to all the the rumors and all this kind of stuff in the paper, then, you know, you start kind of feeding into it. And that's what you don't want to do. You just want to lock in on your team, stay focused on the, on the end goal, which is trying to win as many games as possible, you know, and go from there.
1: Because as frustrating as this is, having this conversation happen after the first game, there is a pathway to this becoming better for the team. It's kind yeah, of my yeah. point
0: here. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, they definitely got to get it together and and figure it out. And uh, only only people who can do that is the coaches and the players. So most of the players and they just got to take more accountability. And uh, like I said, just leave it out on the court. I think if you lose, I can take you losing and uh, and losing with the effort and heart and and playing tough every night. But if you're losing and just not not giving the effort, and then that's a that's a bad thing.
1: Look, and this game, the Thunder thoroughly 110 percent outplayed the Bulls. I mean, I read you the shooting numbers at the top. Fifty-five percent from the field, forty-nine percent from three. That's tough. It, it's tough to win the game like that. Period. Yeah. Now, yeah. you play defense on the three-point line. Maybe you can impact that number a little bit more because the perimeter defense yeah. is something I've been complaining about for, for how, long <laughs> no, how long have I been following? How long have I been following this team? My, they've never. I mean, I guess Tibbs's teams. When you were there, you defended the three because Tibbs would have. Yeah. He, he would not like if you yeah. didn't defend the right. three. Yeah, but yeah. I would say, like, since Hoiberg was there like Hoiberg took over for Tibbs and I still thought that situation was something like ever since then perimeter defense and that's been the Achilles heel of this team outside of you know not taking threes which changed in the opener yeah like you've got to defend the three-point line
0: yeah I think that's the biggest thing is defense I think they can't try to go out here and outscore teams because I don't think they're that talented of a team to go out there and outscore teams and then you know try to lock them up and or give up many points on defense so they got to do a little bit of both, so um, just find that that medium and uh, just try to figure it out because, like I said, they got to hang their head on defense and playing hard every night because they're not as talented as as the better top-tier teams in this league.
1: See, it's not for lack of effort trying to find offense. The Bulls took 12 more shots than the Thunder did. Yeah. They took three more threes. They, 42 threes, I learned, is a new franchise record for a season opener. Welcome <laughs> to the modern NBA.
0: Right. Took you long <laughs> enough. <laughs> now you got to make them <laughs>
1: exactly and that, that's where I want to kind of pivot to here they went 12 yeah. for 42 which makes me want to vomit but yeah. the fact that they're shooting like just keep shooting at that point
0: right yeah I mean I'm i am big on taking good shots I, I think uh, they take a lot of contested threes which is a low percentage shot mm-hmm. Um, I'd rather get to the basket or you know try to get in the mid-range but uh, I just think taking threes are, are better when they're coming off an offensive rebound or giving the ball inside the bush, let him make a move or may, maybe let him get double team. But then you're kicking around uh, the perimeter to try to get open three. So uh, I love the, the the mindset of getting more threes up, but just uh, getting better quality threes. I feel like that, that'll help him make threes also.
1: Right. And it also, not every team's going to shoot 50% from outside. Like yeah, you yeah. ran into, that was a red hot thunder team. With yeah. I mean think think about it. I read you Gildas Alexander at thirty one. You also had Jalen Williams, which not to be confused with the other Jalen Williams who's on the Thunder. Uh Jalen mm-hmm. Williams had sixteen. Josh Giddy had sixteen. Uh Chet went two for three from downtown. All five starters made two threes. Uh Deang had three threes. I this name is some Isaiah Joe from Arkansas yeah. had three threes. Like you had that's mm-hmm. a that was just a hot team. Now, yeah. are the Raptors going to come out and shoot 19 for 39 from three? I don't think so. I don't Never think know. that's their. I don't <laughs> think that's their game. But again, it's any any given yeah. day. In the
0: <laughs> yeah, and I just think if you look at back at the like over the game and uh, look at the threes that the Thunder were taking uh, compared to what the Bulls were taking, a lot of those Thunder threes were open. Uh, they weren't perimeter defense contested. Yeah, so you know that. Thing, I think that's just the name of the game: just taking better threes, quality threes, trying to get open threes, or and just playing better defense, giving better effort.
1: Yeah, defend the perimeter. You know, what yeah. I'm not saying, like, be all up in their face the entire time. A little bit of pressure. Yeah, yeah. That, that yeah. is not an easy shot to take, like, just a yeah. little bit of pressure. Yeah, um, just, I'm not asking just, for much. I'm a simple guy.
0: Yeah, for sure. Just let your presence be felt, you know, and be a little more physical out there. I think that's the, the whole thing. They're they're not uh, – when teams come to Chicago, they don't really fear them, you know, any offense or defensively. So you want to try to be feared at least on one side of the court or the other.
1: Uh, and it doesn't help when Zach goes the whole. I know he went into foul trouble, and that was a big reason for it. But when Zach doesn't make a field goal in the first half, that's supposed yeah. to be one of your top guys. Demar had twenty points; he was the only one to reach twenty points. Zach four of sixteen shooting. Kobe four of fourteen shooting. Patrick Williams four of ten shooting. over oh, for four from three. I mean, Demar went nine for twenty, but you're not. Demar's not gonna be the most efficient shooter in yeah. a way like he's going to get a lot of shots he's going to miss a lot but he's going to yeah, make yeah. up for it by getting he only got the free throw line three times but he's going to make up for it with how that that mid-range jumper is lethal and that can yeah, help yeah. kind of offset things a little bit
0: yeah for sure they got to get a better balance of scoring i like Kobe white he played uh pretty well the point guard pretty solid yesterday uh, uh, so i think there's more balanced scoring the bench got to be more productive and uh you know I feel like defensive players like Alec Caruso got to play defense better. You know, got to, that's that's what you do. Just do it better. <laughs> and uh, just make your presence known.
1: I'm glad you brought up the bench. Minus 19, minus 15, minus 12. And now plus minus is a flawed metric. That yeah. was Alex Caruso, Javon Carter, and Torrey Craig in that order. Yeah. That's a recipe for disaster. If those yeah. guys are not playing well, and they didn't play, that means they didn't play well at all. Yeah, that yeah. doesn't help either.
0: Or I think you got to find like a better mix of guys coming off the mm-hmm. bench. I don't know how to how to figure it out, how those lineups will work. But, you know, maybe, uh, you know, uh, just, just – I think the lineup is going to be a big thing. Uh, with the, Coach Diamond going to have a uh, problem trying to do that, figure it out, which lineups work, which lineups don't, and kind of just go from there because they're going to need scoring and defense and how to pair those two together.
1: And I think you've got a good way to mix and match in a way, like – I would like to see Dalen Terry get more run, but only played four minutes. He's not yeah. going to get a lot of run when you're down by 20, 25 points. But right. maybe if he can take a leap. Io only played nine minutes. Yeah. Like, I mean, he was plus three in those nine minutes, but Io's only playing nine. Ju- uh, Julian Phillips, four minutes. That's your draft pick that you traded into the draft to get. Like, I feel like I said this last year, too. I'd have to go back and look, but I'm going to say it again. It was a worst case scenario first yeah. season opener like that was as bad as it could have gone i think
0: yeah hopefully this is like the worst that we we're talking about this uh this season uh hopefully we're not talking about it more than once so they're getting blown out in in multiple games like we did last year so too many like times said, last year <laughs> If they can just you know figure this out you know kind of turn the turn the tide around and hopefully you know like i said just just uh you know just get more consistent like we've been saying but you know they got to figure it out it's kind of going to be tough to be able to, to bounce back from this but it's, it's possible it's only it, up from it, here
1: <laughs> you can only go up like the, o- the only way that would have made this any worse is if anybody got hurt and nobody got hurt in this game which is yeah. that's exactly what you don't want anybody getting hurt uh right. DeMar is apparently meeting with the media as we're recording this and he told reporters quote we won't let that happen again yeah okay P- prove it i guess right. like yeah. so you're saying it and i mean i bought into it in the off season. like Billy's saying we're going to feed Boots. We're going to shoot one no, out. They did take more threes. We did live up to that. We're yeah. going to run faster. We're going to pace the floor better. And I thought they were going to maybe surprise people. And I fell for the Charlie Brown. I'm. I'm it's with the football. It's all over yeah. again. Like, it's the same yeah. thing that happened last year. I fell for it again.
0: Yeah, at least players are taking accountability. You know, and they're saying the right things, and now they got to go out the court and prove it. So I think, like I said, the next this next game is going to be a real tall tale to see exactly what they mean, if they're going to back up what they've been saying, and uh, if it's going to – come true on the court.
1: Uh DeMar's full quote here uh from reporters quote, got our ass kicked in the at home, home opener. Mm-hmm. That's disrespect to us and disrespect to our fans. We won't let that happen again. Hey, Acknowledging it, I guess, is the first step. And that's what you're yeah. going to get from DeMar. Like the guy's been yeah, around yeah. long enough. He's going to tell you where he stands.
0: Yeah. yeah. And I think, I think, that's a, that's I think it's refreshing
1: want. for fans too. Like I think yeah, yeah. fans are going to hear that and be like, okay,
0: go out. Yeah.
1: And don't ever do it again.
0: Yeah, yeah, give us something to cheer for.
1: <laughs> yeah, that, w- that would be nice. So, we need something to cheer for in this town. I mean, for yeah. crying out loud, like the, I told you before we started recording, they took away Connor Bedard's goal the other night. Cubs and Sox are in the offseason. The Bears, meh, like, even with the secret Baygent man at quarterback, like, eh. yeah, there, need, there needs to be something besides Notre Dame football. And I know that's <laughs> and that's that's a me thing, that is not an everybody thing. Like, <laughs> we need we need something in this town. And, you know, Toronto looming on Friday, Detroit on Saturday. I think Detroit's one of those young teams. I'm really interested to see yeah. how they do because that's a lot of young talent on that yep. team. And, you know, you've got Monty Williams now winning as coach, which is that's I love that hire. Uh, yep, Pistons, lost to the, Pistons lost to the Heat 103-102, but that, that's one of those teams, if they get hot, that's a team with nothing to lose. And I think they can make some noise.
0: Yeah, that's a scrappy team, young team. Uh, they were down by like twenty or something in that uh, game against uh, the Heat, and they came back and, uh, and, and and got it close. So I definitely think we gotta be on our p's and q's when we go to Detroit, and gotta you know, like I said, try to figure out and try to grind out a win.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, listen to this lineup. You've got, hey, I'm mean, make sure I get the right Thompson brother here, Asar <laughs> Thompson. You've got Jalen Duran. You've got Isaiah Stewart. You got Cade Cunningham, and you got Killian Hayes. That's a fun young yeah. scrappy starting five and yeah. also let's not ignore Marvin Bagley off the bench. Right. Like, and also let's not ignore Joe Harris coming off the yeah. bench. Like the Pistons. That's one of the, I think they could be, remember how we talked about the thunder last year and they yeah. were kind of like, don't sleep on them. Cause they can torture. Yeah. That's yeah. the Pistons this year. I think.
0: Yeah, I think so too. Definitely. Like I said, they're young. They're going to play hard. Money. Williams is always have tough teams who play hard on both sides of the ball. So I think they're definitely got to watch out for them. Maybe in the next couple of years, they're going to definitely be uh, one of those sleeper teams.
1: Yeah, it's that's they got a with the draft picks they've had. The coach hire was a slam dunk. I yeah. think, especially on the second half of a back to back playing them on at their home court at Little Caesars like that. Watch that game on Saturday. I think that's yeah. going to be one of those gotcha games if you're if yeah. you're not careful. Yeah. Don't have a repeat performance of last night is what I'm saying. Like don't, yeah. don't do what you did against the thunder. Cause the Pistons are going to do the same thing.
0: Yeah, definitely not. Don't do it. Don't underestimate under, under it. Cause they're done, definitely going to come out and, and play hard. And uh, I think they got one of the best, you know, live announcers on the, in the, in the NBA uh, forgot his name, but he's definitely, he's always entertaining and fun. <laughs>
1: I'd say I'm, I'm terrible when it comes to PA announcers. Like I can tell you the announcing teams, but I can't tell you the PA announcer, but I know that's a great atmosphere yeah. out in Detroit. And, you know, it's going to be an interesting start to the year because Toronto is not going to be easy on Friday. Like, that's a a long team. They always, the Bulls always have problems against Toronto because the Bulls are a small team. The Raptors are a big team. That is a recipe for trouble if you're the Bulls because the defense looks okay. Well, Mm -hmm. outside of the perimeter defense against the Thunder, (laughs) but you can't, you have a hard time stopping the Raptors.
0: Yeah, they're definitely going to have a hard time by the. It's got to be resilient, you know, and hopefully they can bounce back from this, uh, from this terrible bad loss. Hopefully it's the worst one. Hopefully it's the worst loss of the season, you know, and they can like kind of figure this out and, uh, you know, kind of get back on the, on the, on a winning track. That's not, let's not start 0 and 2. You can't, it's a, you don't want to climb and put yourself in a hole and, and can't dig yourself out.
1: Right. I mean, 0 and 2, with, I mean, with the back to back in there too, like you, you need to be at least 1 and 2. Like, yeah, yeah. And I, hopefully it's 1 and 1 going into Saturday, but, yeah. You cannot, you can't start zero and three, is what I'm yeah, trying yeah. to say. Like that zero and three, I know there's a lot of game left, but we we have talked at length. The window is not through the end of the year. The window is through the trade deadline at most.
0: Yeah, for because sure. If
1: it, this is a prove it season, they went backwards.
0: Yeah, that's yeah where you, they're at. Yeah, you definitely don't want to take steps backwards, and that's when that uh, a lot of those coaching changes or rumors will probably start to happen or players uh, want to be want want players to be traded. So it's going to start out fast and try to, you know, get some wins under their belt.
1: Yeah. And they're going to be tough to come by. The East is loaded. I know they were talking on first take Thursday morning about how like outside of like the top two, it's wide open. Yeah. It's wide open because there's a lot of talented teams and I still, wherever the bulls fall in that we're going <laughs> to find out here in the next couple of weeks, because right now it, right now it doesn't look good. And there's nowhere to go yeah. but up, like you said. So <laughs> Friday night, you got they got Toronto at seven. Then they turn around and go on the road to Detroit on Saturday at six o'clock. And then Monday they have Indiana. We'll be back here on Tuesday, recapping the two games from the weekend. The Pacers game will be after we record. But nonetheless, it's gonna be back to twice a week, kind of doing more than just hypotheticals and actually looking at the Encore product, even if the Encore product is ugly. We're here. That's what, that's what we do, you know.
0: You gotta, you got us win or lose.
1: Yep. I like I like I said at the top of the show, the bourbon collection is being filled up <laughs> just in case, <laughs> just in case this keeps up because that was not a good start to the year, and if that's any indication, yep, they they totally pulled the Lucy with the football on me, yet again because I'm apparently a sucker. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're gonna go ahead and wrap up this episode of Believe in Bulls here on the Believe Network, presented by BetOnline.ag. Use that promo code B-L-E-A-V, 50% welcome bonus over at Bet Online. Buy our shirt as well, Jordan Pippinani 98 The Last Dance, shop.believe.com. CJ, I hope we're talking about better days ahead next week instead of like the world crashing down. But I I still say it's better early than late.
0: Definitely better early than late. Just gotta, gotta keep hope, you know, have faith and hopefully they can turn this around.
1: If there's a time to do it, it's right now.
0: Sounds like they're on No better time than now.
1: (laughs) Exactly. We'll we'll see what happens next. Otherwise, we will see you back here next week. Enjoy the weekend of games.
0: Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.